You're now listening to Sports and Stuff, live Fridays from 12 to 1 p.m. The only place where two college students join together to create the kings of sports. What's up, sports cast? Welcome to the Sports and Stuff show, the kings of sports. I'm Gabe. I'm Adam. Let's get right into it. So let's talk about our agenda really quick. We're going to go over weekly updates. We're going to go over Boise State Athletics, which I'm an expert at. Um, we're going to oh, go yeah. over college football news, and we're also going to go over NFL news. So without all the way, let's go to the weekly updates. Oh, yeah. Weekly updates. You know, last last episode, they are kind of half-baked. Um, the, the whole, okay, let's just get it out of the way. Last episode was so bad. That was probably our worst episode. It, it was so half-baked. We had, like, no – we had, like – slivers of windows that we could actually make the episode and we're like you know what what let's just just put it in here uh gate or carter was in mexico or no he was heading to mexico wait was he heading to mexico no, he was he was heading to a dentist appointment oh yeah he was heading to a dentist appointment in mexico just kidding <laughs> he was heading to a dentist appointment um and then you had to work and then i was just just there um but yeah we're we're back bad. Uh, only only two of us are back. Um, we ended up kicking Carter off. That just kidding. Uh, get Carter's in Mexico. I think he's in Cabo. All right, I'm pretty sure. I have no idea. Dude, he told me once, and then I kind of forgot. But he's there. He has horrible Wi-Fi reception there, so he he's not on the episode, as you could tell. But we'll we'll have a little remembrance of him in some of the segments. But yes, also more important news. It's the 15th episode. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Let's go. Yo, drop the pen. And I dropped it onto the floor. One second. <laughs> oh, great. Wow. But, yep, it's the 15th episode, so we just like to thank you guys for, you know, sticking around with us, um, tolerating us for the most part. Uh, some of our very, very hot and very inaccurate takes. I mean, some of them are right, but most of them are pretty inaccurate and pretty funny. But, you know, just thank you, and we we hope to, you know, keep on improving our game a little bit. Uh, hope you guys keep enjoying the show. Um, on to – what else do I have here? I can't read. Um, yeah, so on to the merch. All right, so there was some issues with the merch, as you may know, probably don't know, but I ended up having to cancel the basic, like, switch the production company for our merch. But it's a good news because that means more merch, more merch, baby, coffee cups. We talking notebooks. We talking shoes. We talking beanies. We talking phone cases. We talking duffel bags. We talking new jackets, new designs, basically anything that you might want. Just slap a sports and stuff logo on it. And that's our new merch. I don't even know why we have all the stuff that we do. We even have flags. We have like sports and stuff yeah i want to get one of those sports and stuff flags just have it like in the background right here be like, yeah absolutely that'd be, that'd be and you say you said anything basically basically anything dude we 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 got some pretty pretty fire stuff i don't even know but we have shoes like <laughs> you know we peak when we get shoes you know i don't know how great the quality of shoes they are but we got shoes that's all that matters um but yes uh, we also, you know, that was basically most of the, you just need to check it out. You know, 
make sure to check, stop whatever you're doing right now and check out the merch at sports and stuff. Show. So just do that, you know, pause, pause this episode right now. If you're listening to it after the fact, or even just multitask, if you're listening to it live on YouTube, but look at the merch, look at it. Um, yes. On the social media, TikTok, we still booming. Uh, probably won't make our goal though of 5,000 for the new year's. Uh, we're at four forty seven hundred and nine. Uh, last time I checked, our goal was to get 5,000 before, which we were on point to do it. We had to get like 30, 30, like a day or something like that. But I kind of went on vacation and it, it, I kind of stopped doing the TikTok, which is kind of sad, but you know, we, we are almost there. Um, YouTube, we should be having more content rolled out by new year's. Um, we should have like some skits and stuff like that. Kind of like SNL, uh, sports segments. Um, we'll have some segments of the show on there as well. We'll still have the show on there as well and probably rolling it live out there. And also one of our segments that we will be rolling out is what would have happened. The very first one, I don't want to give too much away, but it's what would have happened if the Broncos had lost Super Bowl 50. So you don't want to be missing out on that one. Um, yeah. On to Boise State Athletics, something that Gabe is very adamant about. He follows it very like a heartbeat, you know, mm. he's he's on tr- he's on top of it 24 seven. Yeah, I know about uh, I know about Kellen Moore. And I know about Jay Ajayi. And Whoa! Yeah, besides that, um, I know, I, yeah, not really an expert on it. See, he's a pro, as you could tell. I mean, he, he already knows more than uh, more than Devin from our first, or the very first toast of sports and stuff. But we'll roll with it, you know. Um, so updates on the men's basketball team. For some, somehow we were able to pull it around. I didn't really have that much faith in us. But we're on the seven game win streak. We're eight and for 10 and four now. We were three and four. Now we're 10 and four. Um, kind of crazy. We defeated, this is even crazier. We defeated Washington, but shot 18 of 50 from the, from the field. Let, let that just settle in. 18 of 50. Like mm, 36%. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, that's, that's bad. That's like, it's funny because. You don't think that you'd win shooting 18 of 50. But the funny thing is, is that Washington State shot 18 of 56. Oh, my. Like, it's, it's bad. To, it's like a fluke game if you shoot 18 of 50. But it's another fluke game if you shoot 18 of 56. Like, <laughs> imagine watching this game and, like, seeing this. And, like, they miss every single shot. Like, what was the final score? Was it, like, 42 to 37 or something? I think it was, like, 50 to 56 to 52. I think that's oh what my. it was or something like that. Dude, it was bad. I'm like, dude, it's funny because even that, if that, since that was our lowest shooting game, we still had a game where we only scored 30 in like the whole game and we lost it. It was like, what? <laughs> but man, that's, that's pretty embarrassing. But yeah. And we also started conference play as well. We defeated Fresno State. Uh, we shot 25 of 45 which is significantly better than 18 to 50, but you know, it, we'll take it. Uh, it was the very first uh, conference play game that we had. So that means we're one and zero in the conference and it actually makes us first in the mountain West because, well, I think we're like one of the only four teams actually started conference play yet. So by, by default, we're in the, we're number one in the conference. Woo. Um, 
Yes, next game is against Wyoming, which should be pretty hard. Um, they're 11 and two this year, and they're actually really great. Um, probably will lose this game, but who knows? We're on a hot streak. They're also on a hot streak, but who knows? It's Boise State this Way year. Be optimistic. Yeah, dude, I've been I've been pessimistic this whole year for Boise State. On here, on when I'm writing my articles for the school, I'm like, yeah, you know, but on here. I can, I can say whatever I want, but um, yeah, I mean, this year for Boise State athletics, just in general, it's it's been kind of crazy, not going to lie. The only good team that we've had or like was the volleyball team for the whole year and the bas- the soccer team for like the first half of the year. And then by the end, like the football team was a dud. The basketball team, I mean, it's picking up, but who knows? Um, anyways, football, we dropped out of the Boise state or the Barstool sports, Arizona bowl, which I have some things that I do not want to say on the air that I have said to Carter off air, which what I truly feel about this, but yeah, it was, we ended up dropping out due to COVID and poor time management, which is, is kind of unfortunate, but I mean, none of the players really wanted to play the game anyways, like. It, it was kind of, it, it was just, I know, I don't know. It was like the players didn't really do it. It was poorly managed, I guess. And it just kind of fell apart, which I mean, it kind of was expected, but it's kind Let's of. Let's just say the Chippewas got off the hook. <laughs> Dude, there's, okay. I'm just saying there's probably no way they're going to beat Boise State. Like, even though we're having a bad year, like, oh, dude, it, it was, it would have been rough. It would have been rough to say the least. And they have Washington um, State now in that bowl game. Oh, aren't they playing the Sun in the Sun Bowl or something like that? No, they're still gonna play in the uh or wait. Gotta check here. Man, I yeah, they're playing the know. Sun Bowl now against Washington Sun State bowl. at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So oh, yeah. make sure to wake up early to watch that. <laughs> Dude, that that sounds like a great game that everyone's getting up to watch. Dude, that <laughs> game of the century right there. But I mean, like I said, uh, they didn't really want to even play. They would want to play in really any bowl game. But if they they said if they wanted, if, if they did, they wanted to play in the potato bowl, which I mean, it's kind of funny. I was making jokes about if Boise State plays in the potato bowl, then uh, I was going to, I don't know, do something random. But it they ended up not. And I mean, they wanted to because it was at home and they could like play there and then just leave and then be done with the season but they ended up canceling it so it doesn't really matter anymore and since they canceled it this year and decided to opt out last year this is the first time since 1997 and 98 that they actually didn't play in consecutive bowl games and i mean i was kind of thinking about this and i'm like i mean i feel like besides some bowl games it seems kind of pointless like bowl games get kind of pointless like the potato bowl like the sun bowl like i don't what do you think are they kind of pointless? Uh, I mean, it's another chance to grab more money. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's especially if all these guys dropping out now and not wanting to play in it. Like, it's not even superstar players anymore. Now it's even just these random dudes that are, might not even get drafted who are holding out. So, yeah. I mean, especially now it's getting more and more pointless. But uh, at least for me as a fan, I do like I do enjoy bowl season because there's almost a bowl game like every single day. Yeah, it's like. I feel like there's some drawbacks and there's some like positives. Like 
they bring in some money, but it's like, it, you don't really get much out of it. It's kind of just an extra game, I guess, where for, and you play some team that you don't really don't usually play, which is kind of cool. But like, if it's not like the New York six games, it doesn't really matter. I would say like, those are like the, like the top ones that everyone kind of wants to see. So some, sometimes you don't even see half the bowl games, like some of them, like I, I probably, I had to watch this game because I had the report on it, but like, I feel like most people probably wouldn't have watched it. I mean, it, it, it's just my opinion, but anyways, there's a couple of players to claim for the draft since this is the end of the season now. And these include Kakala Kaniho, the corner. He played very rough in the very first game and I kind of was on him on that, but he, he played really great for the rest of the season, which was pretty nice. Uh, Cyrus Abibilikio, he was a transfer from Oregon. He, everyone, he was really great. Uh, he's getting, he's declaring David, Daniel Cantrell. His dad made the hammer, the notorious hammer, you know, give some history. And he's also the long snapper for the team. He's also declaring and Khalil Shakir. Uh, he's not officially because he still has some, I don't know, but we all know he's doing it. Like if he's, if you're in the, if you're in the senior bowl game, you're basically declaring for the draft. Like, I don't know if that's like, you really need to. I mean, they're like, I have to like officially not, but you already know that he's going to draft it. Um, but yes, on to college football. All right. So these important bowl games are getting closer and closer. Uh, I guess we can list a few of them. So last night was the Alamo Bowl, uh, Oklahoma versus Oregon. We can touch base on one? that. The... Sorry. Oh, yeah. Did you we watch that t- one? I, I did. I did. Um, yeah. I. <sighs> Okay, well, I have some thoughts on it, so let's just go for it. Yeah. Especially in the first half, Oregon's defense – well, I guess their offense did too, but especially their defense got just completely embarrassed. And Oklahoma had 38 at half. Um, they yeah. kind of, Oregon kind of clawed their way back uh, near the end of a game, but it was kind of kind of garbage time. Um, Ducks fans are probably, got, are probably pretty glad that Anthony Brown is going to finally graduate. Um, he had a pretty shaky season. He looked good against Ohio state, but other than that, um, I mean, it's not easy losing your head coach and one of the more important games of the year, but I mean, Oklahoma was dealing with the same thing. And also there's a stupid, it annoys me because we have this helmet rule. So yeah, I was just about to say, (laughs) they they thought they caught a break. Yeah. Oklahoma's receiver got his helmet ripped off of him. But he was obviously going to score a touchdown anyways, but can't call it a touchdown because this helmet was off because it's not safe. But Man. Yeah, he just like walked into the end zone. Yeah, there needs to be some exception to that. Like, and I think they were trying to say that too. They're like, it's fine as long as like there's no one around him to like touch him. But like, or I don't know if they're saying that should be or like that actually is a rule, but they ended up calling it dead right there. And they called a penalty. So they were like, in like the they did get in like to the red zone but they ended up not scoring a touchdown they ended up scoring a field goal and dude oregon i was like man they caught a break there and then right after touchdown after touchdown and then it started i'm like dude it was it was bound to happen like man it was bad that game was i mean so um what we could talk about this later but like oklahoma and oregon are like two of my favorite teams for football like for college football and I was kind of like interested to see them. You know, I was actually originally going to go to Oregon. I feel like I say this every episode. I was going to go there for college, but ended up not. 
and ended up going to Boise State. But Oklahoma, I've always loved them. And it was kind of interesting to see them both go at it. But, I mean, Oklahoma just blew it off. Like, man, kind of crazy. And they, uh, they represented the Big 12 well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. so let's let's talk about the Peach Bowl for a little bit. Um, there's not a lot to talk about because Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett both aren't playing. Um, yeah. But it's recording. As we're recording, it's going to be happening today. So um, any thoughts on that? Who do you think is going to win? I still like Michigan State. I feel like they have a more talented roster or well-coached. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Uh, I think beside, I mean, Pitt's pretty good, but like Kenny Pickett is like the heart and soul of that team. Like, I mean, and Kenneth Walker is also the heart and soul of Michigan State, but like, I feel like it's much just around Michigan State is just a much better team, I would say. I feel like most people would agree with that. If Kenny Pickett was playing, it would be, I feel like it would be much more of a run for the money. I still think Michigan State would win, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, and this isn't a knock on Kenneth Walker. He's amazing, and he, he's uh, dude. He's great. He should have been yeah, in like the. He should have been, in my opinion, in like the Heisman like finalist, but he he got snubbed. I feel like. Yeah, and well, at the end of the day, I think quarterback is a much tougher position to replace than running yeah. back. Um, there's much so more of like lingo and stuff, like <laughs> the plays and everything. Like man. definitely, uh, it completely alters the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the Cotton Bowl. That's going to be happening uh, the Davis gets released. Um, we have Cincinnati versus Alabama. Now I'm still a believer that Cincinnati is going to keep it close. Um, still oh, take yeah. them in the spread, but uh, at the end of the day, I think we know Alabama's probably going to win this. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like if you think about it for for the NFL, like their playoffs, the games are always really close. For college, the games are relatively never really close like they they could never be close sometimes like well when you have oklahoma and they're usually terrible defense and you have notre dame playing in it what do you expect yeah like sometimes it could be like a blow you could expect a blowout any single game in college like it's and it's normal we're like in the nfl if you see a blowout it's like insane which is kind of weird but i feel like this game could be a blowout i feel like I mean, I really hope it isn't because this is going to be so bad for all like the the like teams that everyone doesn't think of, like Cincy, you know, Cincy is kind of representing for like most of like the smaller kind of schools out there. But everyone I feel like everyone's rooting for them, but we all know they're not going to win. I feel like. Yeah, I that, well, yeah, hopefully I like I, um, we'll move on to the Orange Bowl too, the other playoff game. We have Georgia versus Michigan. I think the spread sitting at seven and a half for Georgia. Um, seriously yeah i think it is so i i again i think maybe it's just hope but i think that's going to be a closer Man. game than people are anticipating as well uh georgia that's what i think probably going to be the star of a show though yeah i think well i think michigan probably is going to win this one i don't i, I don't know about that really? i don't know i feel like if it was I'm, i would definitely take this i feel like if it was like three and a half or something like that i would it would be interesting and i feel like that's where it should be I feel like seven points is too much to surrender for Georgia. I feel like Michigan is, I don't know, they're they're kind of hot. They're kind of confident in themselves. You know, by the end of the year, they were really hot. They they Michigan thought that they should be number one after Alabama beat Georgia. I heard most people saying that they thought Michigan should be number one and Bama should be two, but that's that's kind of how it went out. But I don't 
I mean, I feel like they're hot. I feel like it. it's not like it could go either way. It could be a coin flip, but like, I feel like Michigan does have a really good chance of winning this one. Wow. So um, this is where we're splitting on, on picks. It looks like. I know. Yeah. I don't, I mean, Georgia's really great. Don't get me wrong, but like, I feel like they're, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of a little bit overhyped a little bit. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's just me. We can we can talk about some New Year's. There are some pretty good games on New Year's. Um, yeah. First off, we got the Fiesta Bowl with Oklahoma State, your Big Twelve champions, playing against Notre Dame. Any thoughts about this one? Okay, and, you know I'm always I'm always a pretty big fan of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State um, as well. I think I think honestly, it's not going to be close. I think Oklahoma State's going to blow them out. It's going to be. Because Notre Dame, weren't they like five? Like, didn't they finish the year off of five? And that was like kind of ridiculous. Like, I, I feel like or five or six. They they were like something kind of like way too high in my opinion. I feel like Oklahoma As State. Usual. I mean, I may be a little biased, but I feel like they kind of played in much a little bit like. I feel like they played in much harder games. I guess, like for their kind of standard, like tougher games with tougher like outside factors where it's like i feel like they're probably gonna win this one i don't know yeah no i i completely agree with that i think well maybe not the blowout aspect of it but yeah give me (laughs) oklahoma state in that one they've had a a tougher schedule than notre dame and um notre dame is also not playing with their head coach that yeah departed and i know they hired an in-house guy but that's still going to take some adjusting to get yeah i mean like they they said that they're like oh so they're so confident they're gonna win out this the rest of the, like the they're gonna win it and whatever like with their new coach but like you could just say that and it's not really gonna change much like you could just say that you're not gonna be like oh yeah we're gonna lose you know with our new coach like you're not gonna so I feel like it's still gonna be some growing pains there Oklahoma State's in a really good position I feel like they're probably in a better position than Oklahoma right now for next year and like the future a little bit but. I mean, who knows? I mean, this could be. I feel like most of these games are for like seeding next year. And I feel like if Oklahoma or Oklahoma State beats Notre Dame right now, they're probably going to be way higher next year. But I feel like there's nothing really to benefit, I guess. Other than great uh, entertainment, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the Rose Bowl now. We got Utah versus Ohio State. This one should be kind of interesting. Utah started to look really good at the end of the year. Um, and Ohio State obviously has looked solid all year too. You know they got C.J. Stroud, and I think he's probably going to be a pretty good draft prospect in the future. But um, it, this one should be a pretty fun game. I think it should be uh, up tempo for sure. Yep. Uh, who do you think is going to win this one? I'll take Ohio State. I'd love to see Utah pull it out, but Ohio mm-hmm. State's got so much firepower. Chris Olave, their wide receiver, isn't going to play, but I don't think that should matter in this one as much ohio state still got a lot on offense okay now hear me out here you know carter over the last two episodes has been very adamant about his hot teams we've heard it all the time for the shoe whatever other teams i think he said the dolphins were hot he said other teams for me it's the it's utah utah's very hot in my opinion I think I did not expect them to blow out Oregon as much as they did. I mean, it's it's not as impressive now that Oklahoma just did it, but like they they look impressive. They got new sick jerseys too, 
sick jerseys equal sick drip equal feeling confident equal win over Ohio State. That's what's going to happen. Did you see their new jerseys? I did not. Dude, they look so sick. It's like it's like the two U's and in the between is like a rose. Dude, it Ooh. looks they look oh, fire. My. Yeah, no, they look nice. very they look very fire. If if they if they don't win, then they're definitely winning the jersey game out there. They're they're definitely having the best jerseys out there. Like, dude, those are those are nice. I was not expecting to them pull out like to pull out that, but man, that was some heat. Man. Well, let's talk about um the bowl game that I'm the most excited for, as long Jersey. as Matt Corral still plays. We have a sugar bowl. We have Baylor versus Mississippi. Now, these two teams, their play styles are pretty much polar opposites. Ole Miss goes down the field, up and down, commit a lot of turnovers. Baylor's better at protecting the ball, running the ball more. They have a pretty good defense. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll take Mississippi in this one. I think this is going to be a very, very, very fun game to watch, however. I mean, I feel like this is like like a, a very even matchup, I feel like. I feel like this is a high-powered matchup with both teams just kind of being able to go at it. Uh, I I think I'll go with I'll go with Baylor just because you pick Mississippi. You know, just just get it get it interesting it a little interesting. bit. I mean, keep it you know keep it a little cool. I mean, I feel like Baylor is kind of always underrated. I feel like I mean, I feel like everyone kind of just looks at it and is like, all right, but like I feel like they're pretty high-powered as as well. I mean, I feel like this is being overshadowed by Matt Corral and being like everyone's hyping him up that people are just going to be like underlooking Baylor. Kind of like what they did last year for the um, March Madness, I guess. Everyone was like hyping up Gonzaga and it was like they kind of undershadowed Baylor a little bit and then they kind of blew the socks off of Gonzaga. But I mean, this this is definitely not to the level of that, but like I feel like this is kind of what they are now well and it's impressive regardless because a few years ago when matt rule left the team kind of left him in shambles for a little bit but, yeah um, it was a really quick turnaround by um the new regime and i'm surprised that baylor got rebuilt this quickly i know it's kind of weird it's like what i mean honestly i would have expected uh i would accepted expected boise state to be better than baylor at this point but well, so is there a bowl game that's sticking out to you that you're really excited about or anyone that we didn't mention? Um, I mean, for me, I really was excited for the Alamo Bowl because those are my two, like, one of my top teams, you know. But that game was very anticlimactic. I turned it off at, like, halftime. I'm not going to lie. Or, like, at least I muted it. I think the most interesting one for me, other than, like, the, like, I would say – uh, Utah and Ohio State, and then um, Georgia, Michigan. But I know that's a playoff game, so it's kind of always interesting. But I feel like Utah versus Ohio State is definitely one of the like that. That should be a must-watch game. I feel like. I feel like the Rose Bowl always usually has some like, like really high-powered, you know, kind of like matchup. Is yeah, usually when Ohio State isn't in the playoffs, they usually play in that. Yeah, and I feel like it's usually pretty interesting. I don't know. Like it's pretty cool. So I would I would say also a sugar bowl, as I mentioned before. One that I was really excited for is the guaranteed rate bowl, West Virginia versus Minnesota. And you might be thinking, what why would you want to ever watch that? 
And well, there's two answers to this. One, you absolutely shouldn't have a final score is 18 to six. Uh, second off, West Virginia, I lived there for six years, like right on the campus. Um, I had some pretty fun experiences there. I got thrown up 48 times uh, at a football game by a bunch of drunk people. I'm surprised it in my head. Thrown up on? Wait, what? No, like they threw me up. So, oh, I thought you, was... they, you got like thrown no. like someone no. threw up on you. I'm <laughs> thank, like, thank I'm like, why is that? Like, a... <laughs> no, Man. so I went to the game when Tavon Austin put up like some ridiculous number of yards against Oklahoma. Yeah. So every time West Virginia scored, these just these drunk dudes would just toss me up the amount of points West Virginia had. Wow. Um, that was kind of terrifying sick. at first, but <laughs> once West Virginia had like 49 or something, it was you're like, like I, I've been used to this. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> and I think also that night I was walking home with my mom and this giant lady who was drunk stumbling everywhere almost fell on me. <laughs> it was no, it was awesome. But um, I, I have a special place for West Virginia in my heart, but they they got it embarrassed by minnesota Man, what was the last final score 18 to 6 uh, I mean, 18 to 6 it it wasn't like it could have been worse but i mean it was oh, that's i mean and sometimes there, yeah sometimes you watch the game and it doesn't really reflect the score i don't know if was that kind of like the the thing uh well there are certain times during the game where minnesota ran a three-man rush and there was an extra protector for West Virginia and the quarterback somehow managed to get sacked. Um, Jarrett Day gave a starting quarterback for Man. West Virginia. He's, he's horrible, but again, this isn't a West Virginia football show, <laughs> so I won't get into it too much, but it was very frustrating to watch. Welcome to the West Virginia stuff show. We yeah, talk we about nothing but West Virginia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we should have spinoffs of just like every single, uh, every single like college just be like and then you just talk about them for like five minutes and then be like i that's it oh Boom. my god <laughs> yeah, that's that's the move that's every single let's college. do it we got we got like central we got like central miami of ohio state tech wet tech yeah <laughs> and then then stuff and then boom you know that's it man that's, well, that's wanna, the move. You want to switch to the NFL now? Talk about some power rankings? Yeah. All right. Ready? Let's we want to go with Carters first. Yeah, let's go with Carters. Do you want to do, do Carters? You can do Carters. I'll I'll do the honor of doing Carters. So uh, number one, he is the Packers. Um, number two, he is Kansas City. I don't think anything changed from last week from those two. And number three, he has the Colts. Um <laughs> Red Hot Colts. Yeah, yeah for the for shoe. For the shoe. <laughs> Dude, when you pull that up. Man, that was funny. I know we need him back so he can put that background on. I know. Oh, uh, dude, I wish I had it ready. I would pull it up for him. Yeah. <laughs> pull it before you, the shoe. You need Man. him to send it to you right now with the spotty internet connection. <laughs> yeah, watch him. Like, you'd be like, have like high speed internet connection to send over the for the shoe, but like not enough high speed internet to like do the show. Right. <laughs> He's just, he just pops in like every single like second just to be like for the shoe. Oh, that'd be funny if we had like a like an like one of those buttons, like that was easy button, but it was just like Carter that said for the shoe. <laughs> we just press it, it's like for the shoe. There has to be a way to do that. Dude, that'd be that. so funny. Yeah, if if my editing skills are great, I'm gonna put for the shoe right here. It's right. gonna be like it's gonna be like say for the shoe, and then it's gonna have like Carter saying for the shoe, you know. It's it's gonna we be great. It. We need it. <laughs> Man. To finish. 
man. Okay, yeah, just, just keep okay. going. To, to finish off, I mean, we needed to mention something about Carter and McColtz, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, number four, he is the Dallas Cowboys, who had a pretty impressive win on uh, on Sunday night. And then we have number five, the L.A. Rams. Don't even get me started on the Cowboys. Like, everyone's, like, acting like they beat, like, won the Super Bowl against the the beaten up Washington team. Like the team that, that was supposed to sweep Dallas, right? Okay, whatever. It, okay, <laughs> it, the thing is, is that it things fell apart before I even after I made that take. You know, it. You know, I didn't expect Taylor Heineke to be missing for like what for a game against uh, whatever, and the whole team to be dysfunctional by the end of the year, which I should have expected, but. Right now, I feel like if I would have changed in, if I would have changed anything, I would have changed it to the Eagles. But who knows? It it's already way too past. But oh well. Um, for mine, I got the Packers at number one, Chiefs at number two. I don't remember what I had last week, but I we all have one and two the same. Um, number three, I got the Rams. Four, I got the Red Hot Colts. Red Hot. Uh, <laughs> number five, I got the Bucks. I didn't want to put the Cowboys at five. I originally did have them there, but I was like, they didn't really beat an impressive team. I mean, the Bucks didn't really either, but they have a ton of injuries and they still were able to pull off that great of a win. Like I had to put them there. Okay. But, but okay. But the Cowboys put up 56 against a bad team. That's still pretty impressive. Yeah. And then the Bucks put up like, I don't know, like they, they, they won put up quite a bit. They, they won very six. convincingly. Yeah, like, it was not a close game at all. It, I mean that that's pretty like, I mean it's not as impressive as fifty, but like without missing Chris Godwin, Fournette, like it was just Tom Brady and like Gronk, like that that's pretty impressive in my opinion. In my books, that's pretty impressive. All right, well, I'll I'll say I'll say my top five. It's not that much crazier than your guys's. I have Green Bay at one, Chiefs at two. I have L.A. Rams at three. I'm still a big believer in them. Um. At four, we got Tampa Bay, and at number five, we got Dallas. I think it's a good mix of hot teams, and the mm-hmm. Colts are sitting right outside. So, if anyone was wondering <laughs> about that, I'm not, I'm not hating on the Colts at all. Yeah, you you better not be hating on the Colts, or else Cardo's gonna be DMing you every single second for the and shoe. Be getting hate messages from him. <laughs> Death threats from Carter about the for the shoe. <laughs> Man, um, for for the Rams, I feel like it's kind of interesting because. Right now, everyone was kind of dogging on them bringing in OBJ, you know, but I feel like he's kind of been very beneficial. Like he's been he's been pretty productive and I feel like it kind of gives him another way to win. I feel like it because you could they can like, you know, Cooper Cup you to death by like throwing like little tiny little little routes, you know, doing some slants and stuff or you could they could run the ball. They got Cam Akers back, I think Um, they have also Sonny Michelle. But the biggest concern for me, which is kind of weird, is Matthew Stafford. Like, I feel like it's very concerning about all of his interceptions that he's throwing. He's been throwing some bad interceptions, which I feel like is very uncharacteristic of him, especially from the last couple of years, because even on the Lions, he used to not really throw that bad of interceptions. But like this year, it kind of seems like he let loose and it's like, I don't even know. Well, let's touch base on this also. Minnesota probably has a bottom five pass defense in the league also um yeah to throw three against the vikings isn't it was bad especially within like the five yard line too 
yeah like they were bad he's thrown and he threw a bad one against tennessee also um within Dude, the, we, within he's the goal thrown, line. he said he's thrown so many bad ones this year like it's it's kind of ridiculous i think I, even, I think this is just a bad stretch though and this has been going on for a little bit but i'll stick to saying i think this is just a bad stretch the rams beat I mean, the vikings by seven um, I think Minnesota is better than the record indicates. They also play down to their opponents. Minnesota does, but um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried. Still, I mean, I think that is probably the the scariest part, though. If you're a Rams fan, is that Stafford has not looked good at all these past few weeks. I mean, like, if you look at his stats, like his interceptions, he's had none against Arizona and Jacksonville, and those were pretty like pretty big wins where he if he would have thrown an interception i mean probably not against jacksonville but like if he would have thrown an interception against arizona they probably would have lost that game if they're lucky that they played minnesota and threw with three interceptions like if they do that against any other team they're screwed like it they threw two against tennessee and lost that game they threw one against green bay and it was a pick six and they ended up losing that game they kind of clawed back a little bit by the end but like, if you, that's, and that's like the biggest thing that we've kind of learned is unless you got an extremely, really great team, if you turn the ball over, you're probably in trouble. Like we saw last year with um, Green Bay where Aaron Jones had like three fumbles and they tried to claw back, but it wasn't enough. We saw um, even two years ago with Drew Brees through three interceptions against the Bucks in a, a game that he, they should have won. But interceptions kill you, you know. So I, that's my biggest concern heading into the playoffs. If he can clean it up, I mean, especially if he's losing confidence because he's throwing so many interceptions, like it's it's pretty concerning in my opinion. Man, well, yeah, and I think the two most important things for wins are probably the turnover differential, and then also number two, time of possession. Um, yeah. So we'll. We'll see how it goes. It's also, I want to point out really quick, it's so weird seeing Odell being 29 years old. I feel like, yeah, I feel, I feel like, like he should be a lot younger forever. than that. Sir, wait, he should be a lot younger. I feel like he's, yeah, he should be a lot older. I, I feel like know. he's been like 26 forever. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny seeing him like struggle with like one handed catches now, though. And it's like, dude, you should be catching those. I, I, I don't know. It's like 20. I don't even know 2012 me or like 2015 me is like, dude, you should be catching those. <laughs> but man, on to some sports news, you know, some NFL news. Baker throws four interceptions against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, we're not going to talk about that they almost won that game because it definitely wasn't him. It was definitely Nick Chubb. But I mean, it, it's making people concerned, like concerned about his future or question his future in Cleveland. So. What do you think the Browns are going to do? Are they should they keep Baker? Should they dump him? Should they? I mean, oh man! So they were bad interceptions too. Like the fact that you <laughs> overthrow a guy that's Dude, already they were in double coverage. And okay, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad. Well, like, and everyone's talking about the fourth interception. They're like, oh, there shouldn't have been an interception. It should have been pass interference, but it got tipped at the line. No one's talking about that. Let me just address that right now. It got tipped, which you can't really pass interference on a tip. I don't, I mean, it, it probably should have been if it wasn't tipped, but like you could see him touch it, but well, it, and regardless, guy, it's pretty bad. And the guy who had uh, that game ceiling interception, Rasul Douglas, 
he was a former West Virginia Mountaineer. Oh, well, we'll just West Virginia and stuff. Yeah, West DBU Virginia and stuff. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? That like, regardless, there's so many times where he threw into triple coverage when there was a wide open receiver, and I'd point out the wide open receiver when I'm watching the game, kind of like Carter does with Jimmy. You know, Jimmy G, every time he throws like a bad throw, he always points out the wide open receiver that he missed. Like Baker, he's missing blatant, like blatant reads. And it's kind of bad. It's kind of concerning. Like he doesn't look confident at all in the pocket, which is the complete opposite that you saw with him his rookie year. And it's kind of gone downhill from there. Yeah. Like his rookie year, everyone's like, oh, he's going to have a great time in Cleveland. But like after that, he's been pretty bad. I mean, last year was kind of an up. Oh, sorry kind of an up year for him but other than that it's kind of been bad like it's kind of been anticlimactic he's kind of been overrated his so many commercials are definitely not helping him at all i feel like it's just making him look worse but well here's the thing so if you're ever browns you're tying up a ton of money into the offensive line um the defense obviously and then the running game. I mean, you got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and we don't know what Kareem Hunt's future is going to be in Cleveland, if there is one. But you have all this money tied up already into your identity. They don't really want to throw the ball a whole lot. So who's going to be the quarterback if they want to replace Baker Mayfield? Do they just try to get some kind of game manager, like an Alex Smith type of player? Or what are they going to do there at quarterback? Um, well, I've heard some people say that they, they might just want to – I guess um, get like Baker on a one-year contract, one-year deal, and just like wait for this draft, like for the next draft, because they're not interested in like quarterbacks this draft, because it's kind of like like lacking, I would say. But like, I mean, even if you could get someone at least better, like a game manager, like you said, I feel like that's so much better. Like we saw it with Jimmy. Jimmy wasn't like even he he wasn't even the ball downfield. He wasn't throwing for like five hundred yards again he's probably throwing three passes a game uh, with the 49ers a couple years ago when they got to the Super Bowl so it's like and even at that point Jimmy was probably was mainly the reason why they lost that game uh so I I mean there's some benefits to it but I feel like if you have a great quarterback if they're able to nail a quarterback in this draft then which I think they should do I think they should dump Baker and then nail like a quarterback for this draft and then try to see with them and see what they could do. But they don't need someone to like throw the ball so many times. They just need a game manager quarterback, but someone who can do their job, I would say. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree with that. I think, well, I agree with the fact that we need a game manager. I think they should try Baker Mayfield for one more year because I don't want to make excuses for him, but he is dealing with a ton of injuries. Um, yeah. And he doesn't really have a number one receiver now because the Browns cut him. Even even with Baker, like with OBJ, it was kind of always Jarvis Landry. It was kind of Jarvis Landry show, I would say. Like he's not really getting used though. Landry I mean, isn't either. He was the first time, and then now he's kind of not. But like, I don't. I feel like it's there's excuses and all for some of the overthrown passes because he's been injured. But like blatantly missing like reads, that's another thing. I, yeah, I would say like. Things. Missing the wide open dude down the field just to throw it deep to triple coverage. Like, come on, what are you doing? One last uh, quick thought about the game. Um, the Browns need to use wide receiver Anthony Schwartz more. 
He's a rookie. He went to Auburn. He's super fast. They used oh, yeah, I saw some, that. Some he, jet sweeps. He... I think they need to use that man way more because I think I think he has potential for sure. Well, they're they're probably just going to stick with the run game for the rest of their lives. They and that's the thing is like you got to keep keep it balanced. Like even with the Colts right, right now, what they're doing is they're keeping it balanced. Like they're and we all know that uh, Jonathan Taylor is like the you know the lead, like the star of the the team, like the the heart and soul of the team, kind of. But they got Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz, even though he can be kind of reckless at times, he can also be throw some great passes, you know. And it's like they're keeping it honest where you you can still have an like a passing threat where it's like for the Browns, that's what they're missing. They're missing a passing threat. We all know they're going to run the ball. And it's like if you have a quarterback, even if they had Carson Wentz, I feel like the Browns would be kind of in the same situation like the Colts are right now. I don't know. Do you, do you think that? I don't, yeah, I, I think they – yeah, I mean, they – have a great offensive line they have a great running game they have a pretty good defense um so if you substitute Carson Wentz in for that for the Browns then yeah I think it would be similar yeah I feel like they're kind of the same team except for Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield I I kind of feel like they um, do operate I mean I think Michael Pittman is better than Jarvis Landry he also gets oh, utilized yeah, more yeah. so that might be part of it as well but mm-hmm. um yeah I'll take the Colts weapons over the Browns but Overall, I think if you want to compare they're, they're two teams similar. together, they're pretty similar. Yeah. Um, also, some pretty sad news. John Madden passed away at 85 kind of suddenly. Um, wasn't he doing, I think he was doing like a, a documentary or something. Like he was supposed to be having a live documentary. Oh, yeah. It was, um, it aired on Christmas. So a few yeah, days later, he, he passed away. Yeah. And then he passed, which is kind of sad. But, um, I saw some people who were like this one doctor was like kind of like making a joke about it. And everyone slammed them. Everyone's so sad about it. But like the it, it kind of brings me back to like everyone's like, oh, the Madden games. But it's like the Madden games have kind of been bad ever since like he kind of left, you know, or he, they just put his name on it. And it was like, what well, ever since Madden 12, they've been downhill. Like, yeah, I mean, are we all of a sudden just going to like the madden games now like, <laughs> that's that's we, what ea is probably wanting he is probably so one bad. like dude they're even now like man I, I okay what's your favorite game mode in like madden is it just like franchise playing straight franchise franchise yeah, i mean sure. i would say franchise is a solid two for me it's always been like the career mode which is kind of like a franchise but i always like to do like recreated the player you know like created yourself in the game that was always my favorite thing. It's always still kind of been my favorite thing, even with like the road to the show. That was always my favorite for like baseball. But man, it they've been so bad. Like it. it well, man. and here's EA's thing with that is that they had a bunch of stuff and like for example, Madden 09. The career mode was pretty in depth. I mean, it was a 2009 video game, so you shouldn't be expecting a whole lot from it, but. They had a yeah. lot of, and even in like NCAA 14, which I still play, they have all this in-depth stuff. And then EA slowly and slowly took it out, took it out. Now they're in like, they're reintroducing this, but, but it's bad. Little tiny pieces. <laughs> and yeah, some of them are even bad. So it's even worse. I feel they, like they took all of this stuff out and they're bringing back a little bit of it just so they can get that money for it. Dude, it's, it's so awful. stupid. I didn't even buy, I shouldn't have bought it last year. I was so embarrassed that I even bought it last year because it was so bad. This year, I didn't even buy. It. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not buying this garbage. Like, especially because they gave it out. John Madden. 
<laughs> I like who it turned into this. I'm so sorry, but like, man, it's, you can't talk about John Madden without talking about the Madden games, and the Madden games yeah. are frankly bad. Like, um, like, okay, um, it's especially last year. I was embarrassed because they gave the game out for free. They gave out so many copies because it was so bad that they had to give it out for free. And it was like, even if you wanted it, you could just get it for free. Like, it, like, and then this year I'm like, dude, I'm not doing this. I'm even if I got it for free, I wouldn't play it because it's so horrible. The game, the game mode, like what I especially like, like I said, like the face of the franchise or whatever, whatever they made dog. It's so bad. That is the worst thing. I do. I'll literally watch like 50 Hallmark movies. Then watch one person play through face of the franchise. Once. Oh, 50 Hallmark movies is a lot, man. It's bad, but I, dude, like, okay, even last year, the end credit scene, so it kind of forced you to retire. It was so scripted, and you always played on easy mode. Like, it was always on rookie mode. So, no matter what you try to play on, and it would also be like where you would drop the, your, like, your player would drop the pass, and it would still be called a touchdown. Like, that's how bad it was. And it was like, bro, what? And at the end, like, to top it off, it, oh yeah, there's also these weird scenes where like you, they would be like like dialogue, but it would just be you and this one dude just like with like just like no shoulder pad on, just standing there, just one on one in a locker room. It was so creepy. What? It looked super <laughs> sus. It was just like you'd just be standing there, just like two two dudes just like standing there right next to each other in the locker room. It was so creepy. Oh it, my, dude, it it was. And then to top it off, top off the whole game mode, there's an end credit scene where you're like inducted to your like high school's hall of fame, but there's no audio. It's just you're <laughs> sitting there and they're just like, they're just all <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what is this? And I, I thought my TV was on mute. It was just the game. The game mm. was the game muted it. And I'm like, dude, I did. It, um, I did one franchise with some people that I, I play Madden with almost every year. Um, yeah, I haven't played Madden in months, but it just got to the point where so I traded for Henry Ruggs. This was before all this happened. And I had Man. Kellen Mond as my starting quarterback. And I think there were games where Henry Ruggs would have on all Madden like a thousand yards. He would have a thousand yard game. Um, so it just got to the point where Man. like there's just these really cheesy plays. And it's partially my fault because I would just run like slants or go routes with Henry Ruggs. But yeah. Um, I wish they would fix that so speed doesn't like completely like outvalue everything else in the game. Yeah, and it's kind of like well it's weird because um for Madden a little bit it's it compared to the older games if you play the older games it's like night and day. Like now it kind of feels like the controller's playing for you. Like you just put the controller down it just plays already for you. Sometimes like where the older games it kind of feels more like it feels better to play on like your movement and stuff where it's like, it feels like sluggish. I would say in the newer games, I don't know. Very dude. Madden's really dropped the ball, especially with like uh, the show, like MLB's killing it with MLB, the show. Like that's one of the greatest games. I feel like it's one of the greatest sports games in my opinion, but man, I'd agree. Well, John Madden, phenomenal broadcaster coach, not great um, at making games. Um, yeah, yeah, not sorry. not great at making <laughs> games, but um, very influential figure in football, and he'll be missed. Yes. Um, moving on to playoff clinchers, there's some playoff clinching scenarios where um, 
yeah, we're, we're just getting into it. AFC playoff birth clenching scenarios for this week with, or for Buffalo, Cincy, Indy, the Patriots and the Titans. They could all clench this week for the playoffs. They could also clinch the division for Cincinnati and the Titans. Um, so if they get a, basically if any of these teams get a win, there's some other factors as well, but most, if they get a win this week, they're probably in, um, for the NFC, we only have two It's Philadelphia and the 49ers. So they could clinch a playoff berth, um, this week. Uh, also the Rams could clinch a division this week. If they win, I think they, if the, if they win and the, uh, Cardinals lose, I think they clinch it. I don't know if they win it. They just clinch it automatically, but there's that. Uh, they could also clinch the number one seed for the Chiefs and the Packers. If the Chiefs win, they clinch it, I think, automatically. If the Packers win and the Cowboys lose, they clinch it. But it's it's pretty interesting. It's kind of forming a little bit, you know? Well, it's a shame that the Rams aren't going to win this week. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who are they playing? Oh. They're do- playing the Ravens. <laughs> Isn't Lamar not playing? Dude, so the- Lamar was reported on Wednesday. I don't know what um, the case was today, but yesterday they had the beat reporter saying that he was like, there was a noticeable limp. They returned to practice. Um, so, but Tyler Huntley came back from a COVID reserve list today, and we still got we still got the boy Josh Johnson. So, <laughs> oh yeah, knows, man. Man, um, I also we also our best friend playoff predictors. You know, uh, we're not sponsored, but we should be. Uh, we, we made some more playoffs. I also just am peeking here and I see that you put Ravens at seven when Carter and I both have them nowhere to be seen in the playoffs. Totally unbiased. <laughs> totally unbiased. It, you know, why would you be wearing a, you're just wearing it just for the, the, the culture, you know, just because you thought it looked good. Like Cincinnati, oh, yeah. like the yeah. Cincinnati hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching that Cincinnati hat until the NFL season's over, <laughs> man. But if, if you'd like to say your playoff uh, predictors prediction thing. Okay, yeah. And I should probably give a little bit of an explanation for especially the bottom ones. Um, yep. For the AFC, we'll go with the Chiefs at one, the Titans at two, the Bills at three, the Bengals at four. I don't really see any of these divisional things changing. It's just kind of seeding, I feel like. Yeah. And the Colts are at five, which I think should probably stick um, unless they – overtake the titans we have a patriots mm-hmm. at six i feel like those six are definitely locks for the playoffs and then at seven we have the baltimore ravens now they play the rams this week they play the steelers next week i really think we're gonna split with pittsburgh um it should be another close game this rams one i guess it really depends on who's playing but if you look at the Bengals game quarterback was definitely not the issue um, it was more of a defense, and they're getting back some guys from the COVID reserve list as well. Uh, doesn't really help solve the cornerback issue the Ravens are having because they're on to like their fifth string quarterback being their number one. Yep. But they, they're getting some guys back. I think it should be a closer game than what people are expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the NFC, we have the Packers at one, Buccaneers at two, Cowboys at three, Rams at four. And then our wild cards, we have Arizona at five. This one I was surprised about when I was doing playoff predictor. I have the Saints at six and then the 49ers at seven. I know it's kind of weird because it's like you, you kind of always put them in or you just assume they're going to be there. But like if you look at the schedule, it's so much different, like actually putting in the games and like it deciding the tiebreakers for you. Like it's kind of crazy. Well, right. And I was I was looking through this. I'm like, why are the Eagles not in over the Saints? Um, 
But the Saints have the Panthers and they have the Falcons to end the year, which yeah, the Saints offense has been abysmal, but those are definitely winnable games. Um, then you look at the Eagles, they have Washington and they have Dallas, and I predicted them to lose both of those games. Yeah, I mean, for I think for you, the Saints, yeah, like the Eagles have like the Cowboys and they have the I forgot who they're playing this week. Football team. Football team. Oh, yeah. They're probably going to win both of the. I mean, for me, I had them winning the first one and losing to the Cowboys. But I ended up – we'll get to that. Um, did you – was that all your for your your picks or your uh, seeding? Yeah, that was about it. I feel like I only needed to really explain the Saints and Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I got the Titans at number one for the AFC, Chiefs at number two, Bengals at number three, Bills at number four. Um, we we all have the same divisional games or divisional teams. We just have them in different seating, I would say. Uh, number five, I got the Colts, the Patriots, and I got the Chargers over. I mean, the Chargers, I could see them slipping out because they've won they've won some pretty insane games and they've been losing some horrible games. Like they've them and the uh, them and the uh, why is their name slipping? Uh, the Vikings have been playing down to their opponents very hard. Like those are the two teams that like have played up to their opponent and played down. Like they have such high potential. Uh, I thought Minnesota was definitely going to probably make it in the playoffs, but they ended up playing way down to their opponents. But um, yeah, that's my AFC for NFC. I have the Packers, Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, the AF for the divisional. And for the wild card, I got the five seed Cardinals, the four, six seed, 49ers and the seventh seed Eagles. Um, I think I had the I think I had the Saints losing both their last two games because I didn't really trust their quarterbacks regardless. So I think that's why they slipped in over the Saints. But yeah, I have the Eagles at number seven. And for Carter, since he's not here, I'll just kind of skim over. He got the the Chiefs, Titans, Bills, Bengals. He got the Colts at five, Patriots at six, Chargers at seven. I think we have the exact same. No, he, had, he has the Chiefs at one, and I have the Titans at one. So we, we just flipped the Chiefs and Titans, but yet we, we almost had the same one. Um, for the NFC, he's got the Packers, Cowboys, Bucks, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, and Eagles. So he also has the Eagles slipping in a little bit. I think we have the same. No, we have the, the Rams and the Bucks. We have, like, essentially the exact same, kind of, which is kind of weird, but okay. Let's talk um, about this, too, a little bit. The Titans do get the two seed. Whoever makes the seventh seed, and assuming it's probably the Ravens or Chargers. Um, well, I guess it could be the Raiders or the Dolphins or something like that, too. Yeah. I think that could be an upset game, especially if Henry isn't ready. Yeah. I mean, he probably will play, I'm assuming. there He yeah. probably wouldn't want to sit out, but, I mean, it could be interesting. Very, very interesting. Watch watch one of us get this right. We probably will because it's like, what, two games in or two games left? We, we One of us might get it, get at least one Ooh. right. Let's talk about this too. So I went to the Seahawks game on Sunday. Oh yeah. I kind I totally forgot about that too. It was a snow game. It was awesome. Um at halftime, I was washing my hands and there was like steam coming off of my hands. It was that, that cold. Oh, it was like 20 degrees. Um, there was a lot of snow in the stands. I went with some friends and they went along with some of the other fans and tried hitting Bears players with snowballs. <laughs> Um, and and one of my friends almost hit um what's his name, Tevin Jenkins, 
like this giant <laughs> offensive tackle. Um, the snowball. Other yeah. guys, get, I saw Lyman get hit in the belly. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. Um, but it was a really fun game to watch. Um, I kind of wish the Seahawks threw the ball more during that game. Man. But yeah, going for two at the end of that game. Shout out to the Bears for doing that. But again, it was kind of just a meaningless game. Just wanted to throw it in there because that went. Yeah, but that's. Oh, I'm I'm kind of surprised the Bears won that. Regardless, like, dude, that that kind of shows how like Russell Wilson has given up on his team. Like, I mean, I I don't know what's the definition of giving up on your team. That like, man. And they still don't use DK. He had this big touchdown at the beginning of a game, similar to the Saints game that I went to this year when they played the Seahawks, and they just yeah. did not use DK for the rest of the game. Man, that's kind of weird. You went to two football games this year? Three. I went to the Jacksonville Seattle one, too, which was – I wanted to see Trevor Lawrence cook. Do you have Seattle, like, so. game – do you have, like, season tickets or something like that? Uh, No. So the Saints game – like, 200 200- – dollars well, per ticket we can talk about that too so the first game uh i went with a saints fan he's my friend uh so i got in for free that game yeah. um the second one the jaguars one i went with him again but at game time we sat like right on the field for 85 bucks which was pretty good um expensive what? and then for the last one i went with a friend who's 85 a Bears fan. bucks yeah yeah and it was like right on the field how much... uh, that's when Geno Smith was playing too. Another West Virginia Mountaineer. How much are tickets for these games? How much? Well, how much okay. is the most you've paid for? Dude, my tickets have been like 300, 200 a piece. Well, you got to get it like right at game time. And you also have to have like watch a horrible matchup. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. And then the last yeah. game, I went with a Bears fan and I got in for free for about two. So Dude. really, I only spent like 85 bucks on football games this year it's lucky dude i i've only been to two nfl games it was the packers rams which is a great game uh it was it, it not this year but like it was like when the packers kind of sucked it was jair alexander's rookie year that year whatever year that was it was in the coliseum um that game was a really great game we fumbled it away um and then i watched the cardinals just absolutely obliterate the the packers um that was the year cam newton and like the the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. Um, but dude, that was bad. That was horrible. Had some good games though. <laughs> Watching the Packers get obliterated. That was well, not a I good mean, game. They played against good teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they played right. against a good team, but they got <laughs> destroyed. I mean, it was a good matchup. It should have been a good game, but man. But, yeah, yeah. I am. I haven't. I was kind of in your situation before this year. I went to like two Seahawks games in like 2010. Um, yeah. I'm definitely way more of a baseball guy. Like I'll go to like 10 baseball games a year, but Dude, um, I miss baseball. Me too. I used it's to go to the angels so games all the time. I used to live so close to there. Oh but... man. That has to be so nice too. Cause the weather is actually good and yeah. it's not raining 24 seven, like in Seattle. Yeah. I used to be like before I used to be such a huge, uh, f- baseball fan, like baseball family. We used to be into baseball and never watch football. But then after the Angels lost against the Yankees and I think the divisional round, like the we ended up stop. Like my dad was like, we're not watching baseball ever again. And we just never did. It's so oh. funny. But like, man, that's kind of funny. But on to what's your wager? Yeah. If you'd like to take the charge. for Oh, that yeah. One. Let's go for it. So, oh, man, the standings right now. Carter's at 10. 
Adam's at five. Uh, and then we won't say how many <laughs> I have, but I'm in last place. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting just... at minus one. <laughs> I'll Man. change this week. Dude, okay, I don't know. Okay, the only reason Carter's winning by five points is because he wagered five points on the, the I don't even know. The Texans, right? The Over Texans. <laughs> the Texans are carrying him right now. Man. And the funny thing is, is that after, like, before the game, I texted him, and he's like, I'm not confident whatsoever about that pick. He's like, I wish I picked the Jaguars. And he, he wagered five points on it. I'm like, dude, what, what is your problem? <laughs> Man. But he's winning, he's winning by 10 po- or five points over me um he picked the wager game which is the cowboys of the cardinals um i'll just start first uh the packer or packer what <laughs> i don't know why i said that uh i had the cardinals three point three points um i mean i'm not really that confident i've just put three points so like if i get the if i get that one wrong and i get all my locks right i'll just be dead even but um i for my game locks I got the Bills over the Falcons, the Patriots over the Jags, and the Packers over the Vikings. Um, Gabe, your turn. You just put six yeah. points. Yeah, put so five. I'm kind of five. <laughs> change it, change it to five. Anyways, there, five there points go. on the Cowboys. <laughs> Man. I, um, I'm not confident at all either, but I need some points right now. Um, yeah. It's really a, a toss-up. I mean, this hey, game. Hey, go to negative six. Yeah, that could be really bad, but that won't be the case because I'm also picking five games. (laughs) Man. Okay, so I have the Chiefs over the Bengals. I don't know if it's because I actually think the Chiefs are that much better or I really hate the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I have the Patriots over the Jaguars. I feel like that one's not even going to be close. The Bills over the Falcons. Um, Buccaneers over Jets, another blowout opportunity. And then um, my inner Seahawk fan in me, I'm going to pick the Seahawks over the Lions. It'll probably be another disappointing game for the Seahawks that they barely win, but I feel confident in that one. If they even win it. Yeah. Lions are red hot. That's true. <laughs> for for the lion, for the for the cat. I don't know. <laughs> what even is the saying? I don't know. I don't think they have a saying. It, they're just sad. <laughs> Disappointment. That's the saying. <laughs> Man. Okay, I just saw we serve, but I don't think that's for right. Though. We serve? No, that's for some that's, that's local sus. Lions club. Oh, okay. Diabetes <laughs> hey, awareness. What? Man. Okay, okay. It's definitely not it. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's probably we suck or something like that. Okay, yeah, that's, that'd be more like it. <laughs> probably that's 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 similar. Okay, um, now we have now we have Carter's. Yeah. Um, he has the Cowboys three points. May as well just bet five. Come on, Carter. Yeah, I mean, um, no, all or nothing. Yeah, get, give Adam a shot. Yeah. Um, He has the 49ers over the Texans, which neither of us picked that. I don't know. I feel like the Texans could be upset alert. I don't know. They've been, hey, the Texans are hot right now, too. <laughs> yeah, one game, one streak. Yeah. That's according, apparently, that's hot for Carter's sake. But um, So we have the Chargers over the Broncos as well. That's that could be a risky game, but I can definitely see the Chargers winning that. Um, mm-hmm. Bucks over the Jets, and then we also have Patriots over Jaguars. I think those two are kind of locks. Did you pick the Buccaneers over the Jets? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Wow, I you know. think Zach Wilson's I'm... gonna do something? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm a little confident. I I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of concerned. I feel like the Jets could upset the the Bucks. I don't know. Mm. Could happen. Couldn't. I don't know. But, yep, anyways, that's all the time we have for today's episode. 
of on behalf of Gabe and I, um, it I don't know. I almost said Carter there. I that was I'm not gonna lie. Offended. It would have been offended. Um, on behalf of Gabe and I, we just want to say thank you for listening to the Sports and Stuff show. Make sure to follow us on all the socials: Instagram at Sports and Stuff show, Twitter at SNS underscore show, TikTok at Sports and Stuff show. Also, make sure you listen to all the future episodes on Friday. Uh, for now, on YouTube, but in the future, 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 it'll be on the University Pulse from 12 to 1 p.m. Or it will be on any podcasting platform after the show has gone live. Thank you for listening and again, and we will see you in the next one. Peace.